Professor Yamane, let's be honest, if there's a way to defeat Godzilla, we need to know. I'll cut that. This is the science fiction rating system. The podcast aims to rank every science fiction film from one to infinity. This week's a good week. My name is Sam Draper and I am joined as ever by Chris Redding. Hello. And Alex Humphrey. Konnichiwa. Is that the right one? Is that goodbye? I can't remember. That's hello. Ashirisume. I know. Ashirisume. Well, we could say Moshi Moshi because we're technically kind of on the on phone, the phone aren't yeah. We? Moshi Moshi. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week we are watching uh, the 1954 Godzilla film, something I've been waiting to do for a very long time. Uh, but before that, let's uh, let's just go around the table, see how everyone is today. How how are you doing, Chris? Yeah, good, good. How did uh, you find my these coffee, my croissant? Nice, nice. How mm. did you find these Godzilla weeks? Enjoying it? I hear you watch them all out of order. Is that what's going on? You watch loads of films. I haven't watched them out of the order. It's already been about a month since I watched them, though. For some reason, you gave them to us ages ago, and I watched them because I thought they were. Oh, we did it last show, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. And Alex, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it's nice to I'm, do morning wine. I've had a, co- a cup of coffee. Yeah, it's good. And you're Chilling on holiday as well. So. I'm on holiday. So yeah, this is like the beginning of my holiday. What Chat about film. What a way to start. I mean, you're peaking, <laughs> peaking too soon, aren't you, with the recording? Yeah, it's yeah. true. I might as well go back to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, this is a podcast that you might know where we rank loads of science fiction films. You watch a film every week and we talk about it and they put it into a great big list, um, which has currently got I've not got the list up. How many films have we got? 127? Seven, six, seven, something like that. Yeah. A lot like of films. Lot. Um, and coming to cinema soon, in three weeks, I think, mm. is Godzilla King of the Monsters, the fourth entry into... No, the third entry into... Um, the Monsterverse. The Monsterverse. Who, who's it? <laughs> Warner Brothers, is it? Leg- no, legendary, isn't it? Legendary, legendary and Warner Brothers, isn't it? I think. Yeah, their attempt yeah. at a monster universe sort of tied mm. together with Monarch, which will culminate in Godzilla versus Kong next year, which, I mean, I dread to think that's going to be like. But um, <laughs> anyway, for now, we're going back all the way to 1954. Let me guess, it'll be a gorilla hitting a big lizard. Yeah. That's my prediction. Spoilers. Um, but we're going back a long way to 1954 to the very start of of the godzilla franchise which is officially the longest running film franchise of all time um and the reason yeah it is yeah yeah uh that's official (laughs) (laughs) name a longer one you can't no i was trying to think i can't think of a longer one no. Not a franchise. Like yeah. Bond would be the closest, wouldn't he? But he's that's a few years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the reason I hadn't wanted to watch this is because Godzilla gets a very bad rap um, because Toho made a lot of Godzilla films. And mm. if you think of Godzilla, you think of Man in Suit and you think of silliness. And a lot of Godzilla is that, but not all Godzilla is that. No. Um, so I wanted to watch this one, which uh, isn't that. So had either of you seen this Godzilla before, the, the very original Japanese version? I think I've seen the, uh, whatever it's King, called. the King of the Monsters. Yeah, yeah, the one with the Raymond Burr going, oh my God, oh my God, like just staring into the camera. I've seen that version, so I hadn't probably seen this one. So I've seen bits of right. um, this, yeah. yeah. But if it was, it was a really long time ago. Chris? Uh, no, not seen it. Cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's begin, knowing that, uh, with... What for me is one of the greatest opening titles of all time. Ooh. Like some really just brilliant music. The way like he's got a big stomping sort of like sound. Mm. And the which roar. If in a cinema sounds incredible. The roar of Godzilla. Mm. And then one of the all time great theme songs. It's just so exciting. It's it is so a great theme. Up. Yeah, it is um, a great theme. It, it's just, it's brilliant to think how old it is. It's just so like... Yeah, no, like I said, it sounds very modern, that theme. I'm very yeah. surprised that they haven't just been caning that all the way through all these new versions. Even the even the 90s one, I can't really believe they didn't. Why didn't Puff Daddy mm. sample that in well, the, uh, his song? Well, I mean, the 90s one, they were very adamant about, like, saying, oh, we're not, we don't want to do anything about the old ones. Oh, okay. They kept making points Have you seen the it. sound, is it Soundworks? Uh, there's a little docker about the sound on this on, on the newer film. Oh, uh, and they and they actually found the sample of the roar from this old one. Do you know what noise it is that makes the roar? No. Mm, nope. uh, is it an animal? 
the sound of Godzilla. It is. It is. This is from um, who? Who's saying this? Adal. Who's Adal? I don't know. Anyway, someone said that it was actually a double bass using <laughs> a leather glove coated in pine tar resin to create fi- <laughs> friction. Wow! Nice. They'd rub it against yeah. a string of door bass to create that sound. Oh, that's pretty okay. cool, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I've also read that there that? are. There's, there's, I think there's um, some, a sample from um, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, the film version of that and things like that in there as well. There's all sorts of stuff going on, but the main noise is that uh, pine yeah. resin thing. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty iconic noise, isn't it? I think the Godzilla sort of screech, yeah. which you don't really yeah. hear until yeah. you've got away into this. It's quite an iconic sound, isn't it? There's um, like a higher pitch to it, which I don't think they did use in the newer version. But No, they don't, no. No. But that's the noise that like re- Toho retained that through all the versions of him, basically. Yeah. He always has that mm. kind of very loud... High pitch mm. noise. Um, <clears throat> let's get back to the film. So the film opens up at sea, where um, ships are ships are going down. One ship goes down mysteriously. <laughs> they go. Yeah. Let's send another ship out. That ship goes missing. Shit. Let's send a third ship. That goes. Ship goes missing. The start of the film's a bit sort of Keystone Cops, and the way they just keep sending mm. out ships to this exact same spot, and they keep shrink, shrinking down. To Do nothing. you know it's actually based on like a real incident? Yeah. Um, yeah. The Lucky a, Dragon a sh- incident, where a ship got too near to. A powerful nuclear, like it was too near a nuclear a test. Thing, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a bit like, like you say, it's kind of a bit of a weird opening that they just keep sending them. Yeah, but like it's a bit. I guess that is one of the hard things watching this film is that, like, to the audience internationally, the shit that was going on in this film, you'd be like, oh wow, that's just like what just happened. It's like all those films that came out around nine eleven, and you were yeah. like kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, this seems a bit like, oh, it's a bit, you know, a bit close to reality. Like, it's, it's weird to think about it that the stuff that happens would have really rung, like, true with people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. almost, it's quite daring in a way to be like, yeah, we're going to literally have this opening be something that you all know about, that, you I know, think, but it's I in think, a film. Especially considering it's a Japanese film and considering how raw all the events mm. of the end of the World War Two would still be to the Japanese people. It's quite yeah, um, mm. and I like how they do lead with this rather than Godzilla coming out of the sea and attacking yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah, well, the, think... the start is very it's kind of mysterious. You don't really know. There's quite a few. They explain away what the things are without yeah. it being Godzilla for quite a while, but not yeah. in an annoying way, but in kind of an in a way that builds really way. well. I mean, yeah. Spielberg has said like many times that the Raymond Burr version of Godzilla influenced him for Jurassic Park loads. But I, I personally mm. think that Jaws is, is mm. hugely influenced by his film. The, the pace mm. of it and the way it builds up. Yeah. Um, it fits with, even some of the shots of, you know, when they row back from the boat at sea, that's just like the end mm. of Jaws. It's, it's yeah. so similar to mm. it. I guess I and also it, the level of like, kind of um, the government interaction and yeah, kind of yeah. like townsfolk getting wound up and like, it, yeah. it kind of goes through like normal people. Then it goes to kind of like, you know, local authorities and yeah. then it builds up to like, all right, now it's like the, the whole na- the whole nation is, is, and it goes international, doesn't it? Which is, it's yeah. all quite a natural progression in a good yeah. way, like Close Encounters as well. So yeah, would you true. say this invented the that mm. disaster movie well, style maybe. that we've I mean, seen in like Independence Day and things like that? I think well, it maybe. has, doesn't it? Because it's, I mean, the, the, the genesis for it, as Alex says, was the was that boat crash and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, it, the guy who wrote the film basically wanted to combine those two things. But like those early ones, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, War World, stuff like that. It, there's a there's like an alien thing, isn't there? But there's not this like you say the template isn't so one to one, is it? Like this builds in the way that like Godzilla twenty fourteen will in a way, doesn't it? And like you mm-hmm. say, Independence Day. And I think mm. you're right that it probably is the p- template. I mean, it was wasn't the original script of this an octopus and not a it was yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I guess normally it's normally those older films are normally like the one uh, what's the one we watched with the Scottish bloke in it. That one, where it's like a yes, quirky yeah. professor goes yeah. off on an adventure on his own, normally backed by a university, and they find something, and it doesn't really have any effect on the real world. It's just this yeah. adventure of this very mm. small group. And what Godzilla does is it has that small group, because it has the professor and his daughter and the, her lover, as it were, her boyfriend. But then it does take this whole, like, oh, no, but it's actually affecting real people and yeah. real villagers and this real island, and now it's the city. And, and that's what mm. gives it this kind of... It does, for for an old film, it has a real modern real feel. feel, modern and real feel. Definitely, like you, yeah. yeah, which I think is really, like, impressive that it still works. And in a way it's as well... It's interesting how there's not... Go, go on. on, sorry, Chris. 
It's interesting how there's not a lot of like the American. Uh, you don't see like the American military in this or anything. Like, no, no. it's like the it's like the Japanese navy and mm. the. But if you think where about in this time, they would have been totally like occupied, and mm. they didn't even have their own armed forces or or system of government in this way. In fifty four, the, the 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 cultures are so separate in terms of like the films and things that no one's yeah. going to be yeah, watching yeah. a. You know, so yeah, but I'm just saying in terms of like what they would have seen around them would have right, been very yeah, different yeah, to this. Yeah. Like they would have seen like a US service people on the streets yeah. and mm. uh, um, yeah. Yeah, so so the ship's going down and there's a there's an old guy on the beach who says that oh this is this is the work of Gojira, who mm. um who it literally translates as like gorilla whale, sort of. Like it's mm. it's a portmanteau. The the G O R comes from gorilla and the rest of it comes from whale. Um, mm. but like, I think, I think in canon, it basically means God of the Zillas, like God of the lizards, God of monsters, isn't it? But yeah, okay. eventually, yeah. um, but I mean, he also, gr- he also says, if you ridicule our traditions, I'll feed you, I'll feed you stupid cows to Godzilla, which I thought you'd open the, uh, podcast with. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, it's, it's a pretty brilliant name, isn't it? Like it does sum up really well. It is such a cool, mm. like. Mm. It means a lot, but also sounds really cool, which I think is something that it's hard to do yeah. and things like that. But uh, And I think they're I mean, clever like... as well to have this quite early on. And that whole scene where the reporters come and they're all sitting at that like kind of old, it's like a kind of a festival, isn't it? And they're doing a dance. Yeah. And the old man is like, oh, this dance is the last remaining bit of what when we used to worship Godzilla, we'd send out a virgin yeah. for him to eat. Mm. And it's really like clever kind of like myth building yeah. And again, at this point, you still don't really know if it really is a monster or if it's just been a, an, a, an incident or if it's just been like, like then, you know, like then there's a storm, isn't there? And they kind of all go, oh, it was just a storm. It was just a storm. Yeah. But again, other people are saying it's Godzilla. It's just like a couple of people have seen him. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very the... cleverly built up, you know, totally, to kind yeah. of like, yeah. And the way that when they, they come to investigate and they, all the scientists come in, these like old fashioned guide counts and stuff like that. And yeah. all the shots, like it's all filmed um, always in the background, you've got all the locals like looking on. And it's like mm. old Japan meets new Japan. This whole kind of yeah. It's well, really, yeah. I mean, that's uh, a that's a huge element of this whole film is the idea of like them rejecting. Surely, it's about them rejecting their heritage and their traditions. And yeah. like, you could see Godzilla representing ancient Japan. Yeah. And because they've ignored it and westernized and let them open themselves out to to the world. Godzilla yeah. comes back and punishes them. You could see it as an analogy that he represents. It's, oh, totally. That. I also love the how kind of um, all these, there's no like um, conflict in a way, is there? Like it's all very sort of passive. Like they're kind of looking at the people with the guy counters and mm. they're not getting angry at anyone. It's it's sort of like, it's like they're time travellers in a way, isn't it? Coming back yeah. and they can't even be seen by the old people. It's so weird the way they're like kind of different and they're investigating these yeah. giant, giant footprints as well. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, it's such a unique sort of, um, mm. it's a very Japanese thing, the way that like everyone's very serious and everyone's getting on with it. Yeah. But, but it's a giant footprint. You know what I mean? Like it's such a, yeah. <laughs> which, that's what I like about it. Um, yeah. No one, yeah, no, no one goes, this is ridiculous. It's just like, yeah, no, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing. Um, so yeah, Yamani, who's Doctor Yamani, who's the main guy, really, who's like the father of the father of the daughter, who is she's going out with Doctor Sarizawa. Um, oh, she's, they're arranged to be married, she, aren't they? She was. It's the one-eyed scientist, wasn't she? Was yeah. dating him, but then yeah. betrayed him yeah. for the nice, clean cut. Is That's he a, it, yeah. a military guy? Is he naval or something? He obviously I, has some credentials because he ends at the very end of the film. He's it looks like he works at the Coast Guard, doesn't it? At the yeah, start. maybe it's that. Yeah, maybe it's that. I don't know. Um, yeah. I think it is the Coast Guard. <laughs> but, uh, it's a bit... Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Again, they're like weaving in this interpersonal narrative, which um, I don't really buy, because Serizara is such a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, he really why is. Why did they go out yeah. in the first place? But especially he wasn't always that weird before yeah. he got lost his eye and stuff like that in the war. Mm. And again, it's the war that did that. It's not Godzilla. It's like it's the, mm. he lost his eye in the war. It's all like from the mm. war, this has all happened and stuff like that, which mm. is good. And they yeah. mentioned Nagasaki and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, after they find the footprint, um, uh, Dr. Yamani goes and does this, uh, they see Godzilla, don't they, over the hill, like Godzilla's head, just poking yeah. over the hill. 
Yeah. And uh, he goes back to the, the government. I love these scenes where he, like, he shows a picture of the of Godzilla and the audience. And they're just all like... <laughs> they're just so like... They can't make their mind up, can they? They're, like, they're not really that impressed or... They're taking no, no a stride in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's no. so strange. They freak out more during that scene about the idea that they're going to cover it up, not that it yeah. exists. It's almost like we're more angry that the government would cover this up than we are yeah. about the fact that that even is a thing that we're all having to deal with now. Like, And again, like, how modern is that? Like, you've got that courtroom scene where, like, the, the yeah. woman shouts at him going, no, you can't cover this up. And he's like, well, no, we're not telling anyone. It's such a... Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess in a... I guess it's another way what we can't understand again is that if you the concept of having a nuclear bomb dropped on your country yeah. that's literally it's mind blowing that that could even happen yeah. to us that seems like I know that you know we England was bombed and that but that that type of destruction but I guess that because they've gone through that the idea of a giant monster just seems kind of like yeah well why not because totally yeah and you know we had also that whole national understanding of reality change mm, yeah. dramatically as yeah. well right of yeah. sort of which is why really like this genre could only come i mean they thought their emperor it. was a god for christ's sakes so mm. yeah they, yeah and they they were really exposed to quite a change in their fundamental beliefs yeah yeah no it, yeah the, the kind of yeah taking all that western stuff in suddenly yeah no it's yeah i guess it's the way they just go oh all right it's it's kind of realistic oddly yeah mm. um yeah, it always, I always found it strange how, like, opposed the Hollywood Toho was about this sort of thing. But then watching it again and, like, having these thoughts and realising that really, like, they must be quite annoyed that America kind of co-opted what was a mm. reaction to something America did to them. Yeah. Like, I wonder, I wonder when the first American film is that has this, like, conspiracy angle in it, you know what I mean, in a sort of disaster mm. film like this. I bet it's a long time after this, isn't it? Yeah. Um, There's even a line. such a trope. Because the professor even says that Godzilla's a priceless specimen only found in Japan. Yeah. Like, he even says, well, it's translated to that. So, like, there is this idea of, like, oddly, there's a dynamic that they're actually weirdly proud of mm. Godzilla, yeah. you know, and that it actually, it's, like, our thing and that we should study it and we should almost, like, look after it because it is a Japanese thing and it, no one else mm. has got that. Yeah. Which is also kind of a, a kind of cool concept and a bit different to what normally it would just be. Oh, there's a monster, kill it. Is not yeah. really the idea of like, well, maybe we should see it as a national treasure, like you know, yeah. Which Godzilla is a national treasure ultimately. Oh yeah, yeah. If you go to Tokyo to um, not Shibuya, Shinjuku, Shinjuku mm. there's a Godzilla uh, hanging over the top of Toho Cinema, which is incredible, one of the best things that I've ever seen in my life. I was like, <laughs> yes, finally, I'm here. Um, yeah, Godzilla, who, as Yamani says, Godzilla was baptised in the fire of the H-bomb and survived. There's no way to kill him, mm. um, which is understandably concerning. But they they still think they're going to try and kill him. And yeah. um, Well, first of all, they go and see uh, Serizawa, actually. So Serizawa, who's got an eye patch and is like your classic mental scientist. He lives like... <laughs> he appears to live in like a sort of medieval castle, doesn't he? Like, there's yeah. all like stone walls and stuff and... Yeah. Um, he's got a crazy laboratory and uh, he's got this thing he's been working on which they don't reveal at this point in the film do they and I like as mm. well how they don't really even show what she sees do they you no. just, you, you cut away yeah. and you just see her being absolutely disgusted by whatever has gone yeah. on yeah yeah. Um, and then and then she, she like runs out crying and they close the door yeah and, and you just like, like, you can't tell anyone about this um, <laughs> which yeah. is like a good level of restraint and it, I mean, it pays off it's probably about mm. an hour later isn't it they, they finally yeah. pay it off yeah um, that it's the auction destroyer or whatever. The way but... they trickle information, I think, is quite good in this, mm. in the whole f- film. Yeah. yeah. It's paced yeah, well, definitely. isn't it? Yeah. It's very well paced. Yeah. It's a... Considering, it's... you know, they didn't have huge amounts of C, you know, didn't have CG or any sort of... The way that the most film, most scenes are basically men talking about stuff. Yeah. But they, but they keep know, up the, they keep up the drama, don't they? Which yeah. I think is, that's what Spielberg learned from, isn't it? I think in terms of Jaws... Mm. The, the, yeah. the drama comes from the people talking about the shark, not from the shark. And that's mm, what absolutely. Godzilla gets as well. And that's what's mm. lost in a lot of modern films, isn't it? Mm. And, absolutely. Um, that 14 tried to get right, but mm. missed the mark. Like you can see, the, yeah. I mean, we'll get to it in that one, but they, you can see he's trying to go for that angle of it's not about the monster. Mm. Um, well, I think what's really works in this is that, all right, you do have main characters, but there are a lot of scenes with just normal everyday people talking and then being attacked or and then having to deal with and 
but but you totally identify with those because they are just normal people. You don't need them to be like developed or anything. You you just go, yeah. oh, like, that's just some people. Like there's that really amazing scene where they're on the train, they're reading the paper, and yeah. it's almost like a comedy scene. The woman's like, oh, oh, I, I only just got out of Nagasaka. Oh, Godzilla's coming, <laughs> bloody hell! Oh. And it's like you just you're literally talking about you that you ba- barely escaped a nuclear bomb, and and like. It's almost played like a comedy thing, and they're like, "Oh, stop whining!" Like you know, like and but if, but when you see that, you're like, "Oh, I get it." They're just people on a commute to work, and they're reading in the paper about it, and then you just get every so often you'll get like these just normal people, and they're being attacked, and it's yeah, it's just enough to give you the human element and to go, "All right, I get that. That is that's connected me to this," but it's not like another film going over the top of like oh look these are real fleshed out characters when they're not really fleshed out characters yeah yeah you know i think there's so much to be said like this is an era made in an era before like mass media of wars as well like Mm -hmm. we know the full story of this how the second world war ended yeah yeah we're also privy to things like you know Vietnam, and you know mm. we know all about that, which is mm. after all of this. These mm. people didn't. The way people were, it's difficult to put yourself in the mindset of how people behaved back then, because I mm. think it would be extremely different to yeah, yeah now and how they yeah how they demote to uh, people getting killed and or yeah. how they demote to news of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's no, definitely, definitely a. A Japanese thing as well, because like when you know the sarin gas attacks that happened in the nineties over there mm. on the yeah. tubes, and there's a really good book about that called Underground. And when they when this attack started happening, because the Japanese are so reserved and so polite, more mm. people died than needed to because they saw people like sneezing and coughing and well yeah. dying, but no one would do anything about it or leave because they were too polite to do anything. Mm. Yeah, which yeah. is horrifying and terrifying, but like that's definitely you can see that here. Can't do the way they react. Yeah, it's that Japanese yeah. sort of reservedness that 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 is playing into it as well here. Um, yeah, and so if someone out there is listening who wants to make a film, you should make a film like that book, Underground by uh, Murakami, Hiroki Murakami. It's incredible. Mm. It would make a brilliant film. Um, anyway, that's by the by. Um, so what's going on in the film? Well, it's time for Godzilla to attack Tokyo. Um, He's been doing all these little attacks offshore and then he finally rolls into town and, well, we see the first glimpse at Godzilla who is a man in a suit. Um, yeah. I mean, he's in the dark a lot, which is good. I think they knew... Yeah. They wanted him to be stop motion, so they knew that it wasn't ideal. Um, yeah. One of the guys they had in the suit, um, the guy who made the suit, couldn't physically um, control it because he, he was too old, basically. The suit was ridiculously heavy. <laughs> um, and I think they you mentioned get to wear this suit. Pick the oldest man we've got. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they, the guy basically didn't. He wanted didn't want to give it up to somebody else, and they had to shoot a lot of scenes when he was off recovering from being injured by it. I mean, I, I made I'm, it. I'm going to get in it. Right, so, I made yeah. it. You're not going to touch it. It's my suit. I'm not lending so, it to you. I read somewhere he's a big he's, lizard. He's barely in the film, but also in one of the documentaries I was watching, apparently he he fell over in the suit at one point. <laughs> And no one knew, like, and just stopped moving. But he was like paralyzed in the suit. It was that oh big. God. So, um, which I mean, I guess that probably leads, like, that's why he walks the way he does. Which is probably like a good thing mm. in the end, isn't it? That he's so slow yeah. and lumbering. And um, so, yeah. What does what does Chris? What do you think about this incarnation of Godzilla as a as a a model or whatever? As how it looks? What do you think about the well of the time? Considering that sci-fi was a completely different, yeah. Uh, premise in general back then wasn't it it was a mm. you know i still i i always say like i put myself in this is why my dad hates sci-fi because this is the shit he was growing up with and he still sees it as that yeah and i so i you know this sort of campness of it you know you know even though these you know these guys weren't doing like we were as far as the camp level of stuff the, yeah you know these guys were doing pretty good stuff uh but you know I quite like the city. The model city looks quite good. Yeah, it's a good model work, um, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, for I mean, for the technique it is, I think it's, I think they've done quite well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, the, the model model work saves it in a way, doesn't it? Because Godzilla yeah. is yeah. so... You can tell looking. there isn't a proper performer in it, though, because he hasn't, like, the person that's in there hasn't, like, taken on the persona of a creature... <laughs> Yeah, I don't yes. think I don't, that, I'm not getting that. Yeah, totally. yeah. 
I think you can also tell there's multiple people in it because he, he at sometimes he walks very differently to how he walks other times. Yeah. Like yeah. there's some shots he comes in from sea and he's, he's very daintily yeah. sort of like strolling across, Just shuffling along. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and you know the way his arms move and stuff. They haven't really got they haven't worked out how he's going to swipe at things and stuff, have they? Which no. Um, but, but I think the good thing is that they don't uh, this on this Godzilla because I know they do it later on. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. He is literally a force of nature. He's just this. Yeah. He's got no character. He's just this destructive force that comes in, destroys, and then leaves again. They don't have yeah. close up of his face being like, "Oh, I'm angry," or even like, exactly, yeah. "Oh, what's this?" Like, you know, the nearest you get to that is that bit where he looks at the clock and he looks really pissed off at the clock, <laughs> and then just starts <laughs> yeah. hitting it. Like, that's just really funny because it's like he's just taken like he's just <laughs> taken umbrage with this particular clock tower, and like, "Oh, I'm going to smash that." But they don't do too much of that, and then, no. like you say, because a lot of it is in the dark, they kind of cover their own limitations. <laughs> Imagine the actor going, "Can I smash the clock tower?" <laughs> yeah, okay, in a minute. Can I smash the- <laughs> maybe that's what it was yeah. yeah yeah so i think they know they were very they're good filmmakers because they're aware of their own limitations and they cover for that you know and i think that yeah. ultimately you know we're like chris says we're now a, we're watching this at a time when you've got like power rangers you've got like other godzilla films where it was a bit camp it was a bit silly and they've got you know well, that's, i mean that's you the... can't help but put that on top of this totally and i think like to your point about your dad chris like i i mm. think that his generation, in a way, is ruined by what Godzilla becomes. It's not this film. It's, it's yeah. how Toho ruined it in the 60s. Yeah. I mean, I say ruined. I love it. But it, is, it isn't this. It's a very different sort of thing. Mm. Um, it, it becomes so camp and ridiculous. And it is like just men in suits punching each other in the face. Uh, and yeah. this, they, they lean into that in a way that they don't seem to understand what they've got with this. Because the best yeah. shots are like, you know, when he goes through the power cables and they're all, all the sparking and stuff like that. And yeah. the fire when he sits, sits on fire. Like, yeah. all that is mm. quite... And there's a really nice shot of, um, you know, the birdcage they keep showing, and they show Godzilla yeah. through the birdcage. And you think, well, okay, he looks a bit stupid with his goggle eyes and stuff, but you can see what they're trying to do in terms well, just of... Just all the, like, the, when he's standing there, there's just all the fire, like, all around yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's in, in the fire. All that bit when the people are on the tower, and they're, like, reporting from the tower, but it's like... Yeah. he's like is that reminded me a bit of the bit in... Um, in Independence Day with the silly people, the all the silly people who like love the aliens who are on top of the skyscraper and like, yeah. oh yeah, come on, come and get it. Like, it was almost that kind of like impending doom, but they can't, yeah. almost like they're hypnotised by it because it's like... It, yeah. it also works well in, in that they, they bring that theme back whenever like the next wave of attacks comes, yeah. don't they? So like then the tanks yeah, roll yeah, in, yeah. they bring that in and then it goes quiet and there's a big flame and then the, the planes come in and it starts going again with the theme and it, it sort of ebbs and flows nice because really there's only one sort of Godzilla... Um, like section of the film isn't there's about like 15 minutes where he stomps around mm, yeah and yeah, yeah. destroys everything and yeah. then then that's it really for like the stomping bits the, yeah. it goes away again and it's it's different which again I think works to its advantage doesn't it like you don't yeah. if you kept yeah. seeing it as you will in later films it, yeah, gets, it, it would... wears a bit thin you know mm. um, yeah and the randomness of it you wouldn't have the randomness of it if it if you just kept doing it yeah you just go right well, we won't live there then because that's where Godzilla keeps going you yeah. know, like so. Yeah, it's the kind of yeah. I read yeah, the he, thing about the um, the director and the other guy when they were planning it. They were on the observation deck of a skyscraper, and they were like planning where the destruction would be of Godzilla. And people were overhearing them and getting a bit worried because they were like, "All oh, right, they'll smash that and they'll blow that." And like they actually like they got stopped well, by the authorities and questioned because it was like oh, they were brilliant. planning like a terrorist attack or something. Like oh, loads yeah, of bodies should, over there. Yeah, you should definitely blow that up. That'd be brilliant if he blows that bit up. Yeah. Like. Um. Wow. Yeah, that would have been scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overhearing that. Um. Yeah, so Godzilla goes back to the sea, and then he, he's basically just wrecked the place, hasn't he? You've got loads of mm. orphans, and yeah, it's horrible. It, it, it is a mess, and yeah. so they realise that um, uh, the the young girl whose name I've forgotten. Um, so is this thing like impervious to bullets and guns and stuff? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Well, I because well, I didn't. Is, go on, sorry. No, I was going to say that this is the one scene I did think looked the worst was when they start firing the missiles at him. Yeah. Every single missile miss. misses, yeah, but it weird, somehow it? goes back into the water. Like, yeah. but they all miss, like very obviously miss. And then everyone's like, "Yay!" But it's like, no. But were you trying to scare him away, or like that doesn't? And like, yeah, it's Chris is right. Like, he seems to be impervious to any kind of bullets or fire or everything. I think the idea is, yeah, is like his skin is sort of hardened by the effects of the atomic bomb to the fact that he mm. can't be damaged by anything really. 
Um, yeah. Which they, in but this film at least. Yeah. Uh, it, they don't, I mean, he, he's just an indestructible force, an immovable force, isn't he, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, that needs I can understand, like, uh, the rockets wouldn't, like, home onto him if he's, like, radioactive. It can scramble mm. the electronics, I guess. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. maybe. That's some good thinking there. I didn't. I don't think they came up nice with that work, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good head cannon. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so yeah. he's so hard that uh, the 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 girl who was married to Doctor Serizawa goes back. She realizes she can't keep the promise. She's got to tell someone about it. She tells her new love. Look, he's got mm. this crazy machine. Um, he's pretty unhinged, but I reckon he could probably help. Yeah. And um, so she goes back there, and I re- I really like this scene when the whole way yeah. this is shot with. Uh, she goes back to see Serizawa, asks for his help, and he's like, he's made this thing, this oxygen destroyer, which um, is sort of the ultimate weapon in that it, it takes the oxygen out of anything and can destroy any sort of life. Mm. And yeah. he, having seen what the world did with the H-bomb, he doesn't want uh, anyone to have this power. And this is like the most, mm. um, you know, obvious sort of parable as to what's going on with the world yeah. in terms of post-war and the, the disaster that's happened in Nagasaki and Hiroshima and things like that. And it's, I think it's really powerfully filmed, really well mm. done. Like, did you both enjoy this scene? Yeah, I, thought, yes. no, I think it's really like, it, there's a lot of good, like, there's a lot of good points in this film. Like there's a lot of like, like the, the idea of whether we should examine Godzilla or destroy Godzilla, but even, and especially in this bit, the idea that you, he has this weapon, but as soon as anyone sees it, because at this point they have got international, like the world knows about Godzilla and he's, he's, yeah, he's right. As soon as I show anyone this, then people are going to want it and they're just going to just made the arms race that much worse kind of thing. So I think it's a very interesting point and it is kind of like, it's very well done. I couldn't, uh, Chris, you're the most scientific, uh, uh, you know, minded, what possible benefit to society could the oxygen destroyer do? Because that's what he says. He says, I want to work out a benefit before I show anyone this. But what benefit is there to an oxygen destroyer? Could you think of one? Well, it was pretty useful in the Vietnam War. Oh, okay. But not, not a as a weapon. Way, though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not as a weapon. Is there a peaceful way? Yeah, is there I any... I mean, yeah, oh, no, they has no peaceful no, okay, <laughs> applications. Yeah, because that's what all. he said. He's like, I need to find out a way. That Other I'll... than... Uh, when would you need to if there was some sort of big radioactive alien creature you wanted oh. to kill <laughs> damn it we're back we're in the loop yeah. Yeah. yeah you wonder like what what part of him trying to make a peaceful solution did he go on the yeah. path of removing oxygen <laughs> yeah what would he think is it? yeah get, get out of it do you think he just keeps chucking it in that fish tank well maybe this time it won't kill them all oh it killed yeah. them all fish. <laughs> yeah um yeah, well, they convinced him. Isn't that like funny how like they've used an infamous? They are targets of an infamous American weapon, and they've like talked about the next infamous mm. American weapon. Mm. Yeah. yeah, no, oh, yeah. it's really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, it's and very, it's good. Uh, like that, I think it's really well done that he's totally like opposed to it, and then you see that like the way you see on the TV, all the kids singing, and yeah. then it kind of goes into the telly almost, and you see the actual like the church yeah. or wherever it is they are and they're all just singing for peace and it's it like in another film that scene would be really overdone but it's yeah. actually quite subtly done in this it's, and like it's that it's the way it's in that tracking shot like the mm. way they're like like they're like tombstones aren't they the way it like goes yeah. along the side of all the rows of them mm. and it's yeah. so like um chilling because yeah. really like the whole that theme is is the rest of this film i love that piece of music as well i'm I don't mm. know, I'm not sure what it's called i think it's called something like godzilla sinks to the bottom of the sea or something mm. but um <clears throat> like it's first got the choral bit and it comes back again at the end without the choral bit on it yeah and you never hear the theme again until the credits like this whole ending is so somber and like mm. like not just for the fact that godzilla's wrecked stuff but also like godzilla dying and the fact they've got to use the weapon mm. sarah's hour dying yeah. the whole thing is like and like chris says a, Oh, go yeah. on. No, go on. No, I was going to say, like Chris says, like now, watching as a modern audience, you can totally imagine when there is some big catastrophe or war, that is the kind of thing mm. they show on TV. Like, oh, look, here's a, oh, the yeah. queen has gone to this monument and look, oh, there's some ch- yeah. children singing. It's totally what is looped on the TV for us all the time now. So the, yeah. like, the fact that he just catches that moment and is like, oh, shit, actually, I do need to, like, you know, that's when he kind of has the realisation he has to use it. Yeah. I think it's really subtly done. I think it's really nicely done. There's actually um, all the way through it. There's like that 
media angle, isn't there, which we've not mm. really discussed, but like at the end, it's sort of narrated by these journalists, isn't it, who are on the back of the boat yeah. and that they're talking through what's going on in the events and how it's portrayed back to the world. And they, they keep yeah. calling them like scientists of the century and all this, don't they? Which yeah. is, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's intentionally over the top and sort of. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, ironic, know. but whether it's just the way they talk about things like that, I'm not sure. But um, mm. I, I thought it was yeah. quite. You know, as he goes to his death, they're going like scientists of the century and stuff. It's quite a good <laughs> um, thing. Yeah. So it, basically, the film concludes with um, Sarah's hour going under the sea with um, I can't remember his name, but the other guy, the Coast Guard, um, <laughs> who yeah, insists on going along. And Sarah's hour is basically he's you kind of know, don't you, that his whole idea is he's going to go down and kill himself because he doesn't want anyone to have this power after he's yeah. used it. Yeah. Um, which is a very noble thing to do. Mm. And they go down there, and we get some nice underwater shots. Um, and we see Godzilla under there. I quite like all this, with the, water's, the, the, the water bubbling up. Yeah, it's kind of POV like shots as well, isn't it? Through the mask, yeah. which is quite good. Um, and they release the weapon, and they kill Godzilla. And mm. it's, as I say, it's treated as though they've <laughs> killed the hero. Mm. Like, mm. obviously the effects of him getting killed are a bit silly, but... The way yeah. the score is, and the way it's it sort of ends without sort of triumph in a way, it's so not American in that sense, isn't it? In the way, yeah. like it's you know, in the way they keep cutting back to Yamani, who the doctor, who's clearly upset Godzilla's dying, you know, even though yeah. what he's done to Tokyo, and it's such a weird like, what's the word for it? Like it's just an odd it's way, very, of looking at it, isn't it? It's very, co- it's it's a lot more complicated than most yeah. films. Like films like this would have ended in a oh we've done it, it's great. Oh the you know he di- he killed himself. Oh well we're a couple and you know we're yeah. fine. But it's a lot more of a complex ending. I think it just really shows you that the complex relationship Japan had to mm. the war, to what happened, to the bomb, to yeah the 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 kind of. The, them suddenly having to open up to all the to the rest of the world. I think it's just it's a complicated ending because it's because that's yeah. a complicated time and there isn't a simple answer to whether Godzilla was good or bad or because he what they yeah. don't ever say he's not labelled as being a goodie or a baddie. No, he no, just, no, he just no. is. You just know. The force they're of still nature. kind of proud of him being Japanese yeah. in some ways. Yeah, aren't they, so. they're sort of it's more of like a reverence, isn't it? The way mm. you know it ends mm. like the salute, don't they? They do the salute like present arms and all that. It's the last shot. Yeah. And you cut to the sea, and you can interpret that as it's for the, it's for Sarah's hour, but it's also Godzilla, isn't it? It's mm. like they've got this um, appreciation of the force of nature, you know, of, mm. of what Godzilla is, which is yeah, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. It's such a fantastic ending. Yeah, because um, mm. because yeah. how many like. But this is a blockbuster disaster movie. Okay, it's an old one, but it is that. But how many have that level of discussion in it? You know, mm. it comes through. It's such a no, and it's not heavy-handed. It's not annoying. It does no. fit naturally within the film. You still got enough of Godzilla blowing stuff up, and you know, all the other stuff sits in there really nicely. I think it's yeah, it's very well uh, <clears throat> put together. It's not. It doesn't. It's not preachy. It's not like oh right, here's the talky bit. You know, I yeah. think it's it's very well paced and very well like scripted. You know, it's very tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just before we go to like a roundup and stuff, I'll just because I I know I'm a, a Godzilla evangelist, but I hope that people <laughs> who've bothered to watch this at home have seen that Godzilla isn't always just an idiot in a suit, like it's something different. Yeah. And if people want more of that, um, because basically it's in Godzilla's in different periods. They do it by the periods of the emperor, who's um, the emperor of Japan. So after this, you get the Showa period, where it's actually the guy who directed Godzilla who makes Rodan and. Um, uh, Mothra, he makes loads more films, and then it, it just turns into a kids' film where you've got like Manila, who's Godzilla's son, and Godzilla versus King Kong and King of Monsters and Destroyer Monsters, where it's all just this. It becomes pantomime in a way and ridiculous, yeah. and it, the, the focus becomes on the fights and the shots in between, like comedy stuff. It's a shame, um, but then when you get into, I can't remember. Look they the, bring the trailer bite back, do they? I've just been reading. They might trial bite it. They I find can't remember. with the footprint. They the probably beginning. do. Yeah, yeah, there's a trial bite in that, and that's how they prove that it, Godzilla's yeah. old is because he's got that like he stepped in that basically. So it's on the bottom of his shoe, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so ignore all those. If you like this film, if you go to the high side period, which is the next emperor, um, there's two films: Return of Godzilla and Godzilla vs. Balanti, which is a sequel. Which they they kind of ignored all the, all the, all the original sequels to Godzilla and started again <laughs> from fifty four, oh, wow. which is something they really get into a lot. Um, and the two direct sequels to that are kind of like this, more political and mm. good. 
Unfortunately, they're absolute massive flops, so they dropped that again, went back to making silly films, <laughs> which is why you get stuff like Final Wars, which I know Alex, you've seen. Oh, watch I that love together, Final which, Wars. That was so um, good, though. That is, I mean, like, if you want just... I think nonsense. if people, yeah, if people want a nonsense but like a bit better, like looking, if they're a bit like they're diverse to like the oh, it's black and white or it's a bit old fashioned. That one looks quite good, and it is just like full on, just like so yeah. stupid, like it's so fun. Yeah, yeah. so maybe not that. Yeah, Return of Godzilla, Godzilla versus um, Balanti, but and also Shin Godzilla, which came out a couple of years ago. That is also that's probably the closest they've got to this original one. Um, mm. is a, and that was a, in an in answer to the Gareth Edwards one, wasn't it, or was it? They sort of, I think they agreed, yeah, to make that. Um, uh, it wasn't an answer, but they sort of, because they, they, they'd agreed after Final Wars, they agreed we're going to go on, on hiatus for 10 years. We've kind of, we've run it into the ground. Mm. We're going to go away. And then the, a guy, there was a guy involved with Godzilla. I think he's called Chief Godzilla Officer. That's his title. <laughs> which is pretty brilliant. <laughs> wow. Who, you, you want to be that. I'd love yeah. to be that, yeah. He wanted to make a new Godzilla film after Final Wars. And they were like no so he went to legendary and that's how the godzilla 2014 started oh. um from a japanese dude but then at the same time they thought oh, okay we will we will reboot it and they, they did with shin godzilla which is fantastic i was in japan oh, when yeah. that came out which was fantastic to be around because it was yeah i got to see the i went to um a godzilla exhibition where they had the actual the model and stuff there and the dioramas he fought on and things it was it was oh, wow. so good, brilliant. But anyway, yeah. So just to, for people at home who might be interested, those are some films to go to that aren't just men in suits throwing shit at each other. Mm. Uh, right. Let's get <laughs> to the film itself. Chris, you've not seen this one before, or any of them, the American ones. What did you think about Fifty Four Godzilla? Uh, as I said, I thought the storytelling was very good, considering it's just people talking for most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when the action starts. It's not quite as bad as I imagined. I think Good. I was imagining maybe the more, you know, the cheesier ones. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that, that's yeah. that's Toho's fault as well. That's the way they sell it to people. It's such a shame because it's yeah. not. I, I don't know anyway. Yeah. Um, Alex, what did what did you make of it? No, I really liked it, and I think is it, I think it's very very interesting watching this and the 2014 one. I think it's like mm. it's the perfect yeah. if you just want to watch two. They're the two to watch in a way because. Uh, we'll talk about it but like there's there's it's it what the, i think this really did something it does something really interesting and i think you know the two things that come out of it is like yeah it's great watching godzilla smash shit up that's brilliant and that's fun yeah, but yeah. also isn't godzilla an interesting like um, godzilla as a thing is such an interesting like metaphor or such an interesting like like symbol for so many things and in a way sad, it's sad that they just went all right let's just concentrate on the smashing stuff and not the symbol stuff and the yeah. 2014 one goes a bit more in the way of trying to merge those two concepts back together. Uh, and we can talk yeah, about that. But like, it is interesting to watch this and watch that because I think they're both more similar in what they're doing. Um, I think, but no, for an old film, I think like, you know, it's very impressive with the, and the fact they didn't even yeah. make films like this, did they? They, they this was, Oh the yeah, first, yeah. This is invented it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They, they, they were, that's what's impressive. Yeah. It's like they've, invented a whole different yeah. way of telling stories with like the little story and then the national story yeah. you've got news people and yeah. all these things which but they weren't even making this type so of film now. were they they weren't oh, yeah. even making science fiction no, films no, no. they didn't think that they didn't think as a country there was anything to be said in that genre even yeah. so like the fact that they were like someone was like no I'm going to do that it's like mm. you know to do a, a, this film in a genre that people were like well that's why are you even trying that? That's not even our type yeah. of genre. And for it to be this competent and successful, you, mm. you know, like most times you just go, well, it was the first of the genre. So fair enough. But the fact that he's actually mm. to the, you know, this many years later, it still looks good. It's yeah, still, it, it it's still like interesting. Product, doesn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. still interesting. It's still got a lot to say. I think that's yeah. really yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that the, the Spielberg debt, as I say, is clear. Watching it this time, especially, like the, you don't get a lot of Spielberg's stuff without Godzilla. Um, yeah, no. Which uh, you know, he, I think he's the best example of a director taking this and making it American. Like, I think he understood what made this film good, and, and a lot of the, what Jurassic Park does um, and Jaws is taking is taking this and making it, you know, mm. American in a good way. Yeah, um, yeah. So me, I mean, obviously, it's pretty clear. I absolutely adore it, um, <laughs> but I also adore it because it is so. Like, I, I love shit Godzilla. I love like Godzilla versus Megalon. <laughs> I must have seen it 
50 times. Um, you know, I named my band <laughs> after it. I, I I love it. I love Godzilla. But I also love that it is a real thing as well as a stupid thing, you know, as well as watching Mothra and Megalon what, fight. What, it's real? What? Yeah, you know, like it's a... It's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing that's not necessarily ridiculous, you know. Um, yeah. All right. Okay. But I, but I do think though that, like in Toho's defence, you can't make this film over and over again. If you want a franchise, you can't keep making a serious film like this. I no. think that every every generation is probably the right time to make a film about of Godzilla. You know, pertinent to the effect. like, you need to want to make yeah. them now about the environment, don't you? Which yeah. is what it, they tried a bit in fourteen, didn't really. But you could make a really good. Um. You know that, that Godzilla is reactivated by the heat ray rise yeah. and stuff like that in the atmosphere yeah. and things. But anyway, so yeah, for me, I mean, yeah, fantastic, absolutely incredible filmmaking, and the soundtrack is probably my, my top five soundtracks of all time. Ooh. I absolutely adore the soundtrack. Um, mm. so let's rank it. Um, shall I go first? As the probably yeah. most positive here. For me, this would be number nine, which is below Robocop and above Star Trek 2. And my reasoning for that is that it's, uh, I mean, on, on some days I'd say it's the best because I absolutely adore it, but I it's it's harder to watch than the ones above that. Like, I'd watch it, but like Robocop's more fun. Star Wars is, well, they're just all more fun, basically, yeah. But mm. it's brilliant. So yeah, nine. <laughs> mm. Anyone with counter that chris i would go like mid-20s probably okay um because i did enjoy it uh but you know i'm not you know i'm it's i was not as important to me and i know it's been i know it's it's mainly up there because of its importance to what it invented in in film Mm. and what because actually the the way it's all executed is it doesn't really have any value nowadays because in execution things have come on a lot more right um but the the core the way a story is told is really good yeah um yeah so i would i would put it probably around maybe 23 yeah it's actually 2022 a massive guardians of the galaxy fan no i'm I'm, i'd agree with chris i think that's quite a good yeah i'd be around that level as well yeah Mm. because i think it's like you know, it is very good and it is, you know, cause especially because Close Encounters is around there and like, I'm oh, sorry, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is around there and that, I think they kind yeah. of, they are similar in that they are old and there are limits to them, but they do, mm. they still work and that's what's so impressive is that they do still work as a film. So yeah, I'm with Chris, I say around, around that 20s, early could I, 20s. Could I, could I push you as far as 19? Yeah. So like a bo- yeah. Invasion of Body Snatchers because yeah. it is that yeah. sort of yeah. similar thing, but I think a better... Yeah. Yeah, you could. I'm Definitely right a, a more um, impactful in terms of what comes later in Invasion. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and also, like we said, we pretty, you know, I can't think of another film. It did seem to invent that disaster movie, like that. That that. Well, it's, it's got elements in it that you, you very early that you see yeah. in very modern films. So, like you know, that's quite that is important. It, I mean, it is crazy when you think of, like, you mentioned Journey to Centre of the Earth. You think that is five years later than this. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, so by that point, you know, the, the the American version of this had come out in America and been a hit as well. It was big over there as well. Mm-hmm. And yet they're still making, you know, they're kind of, like, singing songs. Yeah. Um, well, just filming giant lizards and pretending they're yeah, giant. Yeah. It, yeah. It, Which wasn't much better than a guy in a suit, to be honest, was it? <laughs> it's such a weird... If you think about how homogenised films become now, it must have been so weird to live in a time where you've got such disparate sort of ways mm. of making the form, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. such a mm. <laughs> so odd to think they're five years apart the wrong way in a weird way. But yeah, these are like when we're when this is real cre- creativity though in this. Yeah. yeah, this is now they can't even make something which is like fucking new. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just relying on old. Well, some films, yeah. some I mean, modern blockbusters, the special Not effects blockbusters, they're they're just like. Yeah, but no, but like I mean, the, the, when you see certain characters, they just look like they've used a model from another film and just put a different color mm. over it and stuff. You know, like like you were saying about the aliens in Avengers, they mm. are just those faceless kind of. Oh, it looks a bit scary, but it's mm. not really that scary. That you know, it's like base model alien twenty two. It's that kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I was I was worried it's going to be a lot lower, so I'm glad that it was. It got where it was going to yeah. go. Brilliant. Um. <laughs> Right, let's go to the future and see what's happening next week. Um, 
Oh, we know it is. It's Godzilla again. It's more Godzilla. <laughs> more Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. So going to 2014 Godzilla. Um, so any other business? Actually, I've got some other business. So uh, this is the episode that come out before. I'm. I've got a short story in a f- final of a science yeah. fiction S- competition in LA. So if you're in LA, go along to uh, to LA Lit Fest. Ooh. Um, is someone going to read night. it there? Yeah. Um, there's there's five celebrities. Four I don't really know, but one is Maggie from Escape from New York. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. So I'm really hoping that's who's reading mine. Wow. <laughs> I, ha- I mean, I don't know if it will be, but um, yeah, that's hmm. that's my hope is that, um, yeah, but they're get- it's going to be, I think can you it's make like- a suge- Can you make a request? I'm going to, yeah. Now I've, now I've seen the, um, yeah. the names. Cause I've I don't know all these other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can you get like all five of them to suggest a film for us to watch, maybe? Or record a you're listening to the science fiction rating system. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Um I, I don't know. I mean I have mentioned a podcast to them. I know in the the bio for me, whatever, it links okay. to us. So hopefully we'll get some um How is it uh vo- like is it panel or is it like votes or Yeah, it's a panel. It was it was chosen from um I think there were about thirty judges initially read all the entries because it was all over mm-hmm. the world and so there were thousands of yeah. them. And now there are one, two, three, four. There are five novelists who are choosing the winner. Mm, um, okay. I don't know myself who's won yet. I think I'll know a bit before because okay. if I have won, they want me to do a, a, a you know, acceptance thing. But um, wow, cool. Yeah, luck. if you're around there, uh, it's free to go. I think so. Check in to Litfest Pasadena mm. and and shout, Sam is great. Yeah, or that sounds like the plot of a film that they reviewed on the science fiction rating system. <laughs> um, it's a, have I said none of you read it? Have you? I no, it, have I? No. But yeah, it's. I think it would make a good film. That's why I'm not uh, not letting the cat out the bag on here. Oh, okay. <laughs> so in case someone rips me off. But oh dear, fair enough. <laughs> um, Right, yeah. Any other business? What, uh, where can people get in touch with us? Alex, have you got a list for us of where people I can do. Us? So, email us at sciencefictionratingsystem at gmail.com and the website, Science Fiction Rating System. You can see the list. We've got... It's all, it looks really nice, that website. I like our new website. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's really... Yeah. Uh, Chris has got a bio now, so... He you has, know, yeah. You there. might not know anything about him, but now you can learn all about him. Uh, and then our, we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Sci-Fi Rating. Very easy. Brilliant. Uh, oh, any other business? No. Brilliant. Um, so. Yeah, no. More no. Godzilla. Join us next week for more Godzilla. Until then, um, meow. I'm gonna make a Godzilla noise. Then <laughs> I, can you, I can hear your cat meowing. I can hear your cat. I can hear your cat. The cat's <laughs> trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. See you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.